folks, and welcome to the Low Sodium Show. <clears throat> I am your host, Mark Lennon Wheeler, and welcome. We're going to have a great show tonight. We've got some great stuff coming down the pike. We have... Bum, bum, bum. We're going to talk about Drop Shot tonight. Um, it's going to be an excellent, excellent topic. One of my personal favorite techniques. One that I don't talk a lot about, mainly because of the... There's so many varieties of, of drop shotting and, 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 you know, where you can take it and where you can mold it into specific techniques uh, or specific areas. And it can get very confusing, okay? Trust me, uh, I do it a lot of times where I'll be sitting there going, okay, uh I have this situation, I have this thing going on, I have this, this, and this. You know, what do I need to do to make my drop shot manageable uh, or, or, or effective is the best way to put it. And, you know, I've found that it can get very, very confusing is, is the best way to put it. But have no fear. Mark Lennon Wheeler is here. I'm going to break down the basics of drop shotting. We're going to even take a, uh, a, a trip down Saltwater Lane and how you can use your drop shotting for saltwater, how you can improve it from just being a specific technique <clears throat> Or, you know, to a, a um, take it from a specific to a all-around bait that absolutely will knock them, sock them, rock them into the boat all the time. 24-7, 365, the Wiley drop shot. We're also going to talk about a new bay company um, that I have found or, or shown to me um, as a recent. And you know, folks, I don't talk about gear unless I truly believe in it. Okay? I, I'm not that kind of guy. <clears throat> but um, this, is, uh, uh, this is gear that you're going to definitely want to have in your, um, <laughs> in your, your playbook. Uh, it's some... It's an amazing bait that I have I have really, really, really uh, fallen in love with. Um, very effective bait, um, or bait company, I should say. And, um, yeah, excellent stuff coming from them. And you definitely want to t- stay tuned for that. And, of course... We have a pig of the week. You know it. You know it. Oh yeah, piggy, piggy, oh, oh yeah, pig of the week, folks. Here we go, and that's coming up in a little bit, a little while as well. So, let's get right to it. Take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of the low sodium show, only on the kayak fishing radio network. Yeah, boy. 
Bull Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each blank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip, made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Bull Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Bull Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Fishing Radio presents The Low Sodium Show With your host, Mark the Landing Crew Wheeler Alright folks, and we are back Let's get right into drop shots <coughs> And, and, and the, you know, drop shotting isn't something that's new Okay Drop shotting has been evolved and and sort of technique from split shotting to you know Carolina rig, which is backwards, and you know all these other techniques have kind of molded into what drop shotting is. And you know if you would have asked a lot of bass fishermen, hell, four years ago, how do you drop shot, and they're going to tell you, or where would you drop shot? They're going to tell you, deep water vertically, you know, looking at the fish finder the whole time. And that is the, the quintessential drop shot. That's where it started. Okay. But the the thing about it is is that with the drop shot, okay, you can use it for a million different ways to make it super effective and just make it an awesome, awesome technique. Um now, drop shotting has <clears throat> has it's evolved, okay, um, from that vertical presentation style. And let's take a step back again, one second here, all right. And let's let's look at how the the evolution of drop shotting, okay. Drop shotting evolved from a way of getting a bait, okay, down to to fish, okay, without a lead head in front of it. Okay, some way of suspending a bait while you keep contact with the bottom is the best way to put it. Now, that is the whole idea behind drop shotting, is that it's basically a chicken rig. And for those who don't know what a chicken rig is, it's a, um, it's a, it's a saltwater rig that is usually used um, that has two, um, two areas to hold a hook with the weight at the bottom. Um, your basic cooker rig, your basic spot rig, you know, or or or, or um, you know, uh, drop uh, deep drop rig or, or anything like that, where the bait's above the weight. Okay. Now, the the great thing about this bait style, okay, is how versatile it, it really is. Um, 
and you know, going back to when they first started doing this, and it's it's been done for you know around the country, but I really do believe that the West Coast really evolved the drop shot to what it is now, where they 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 kind of molded it into this this technique that is effective. You know, um, you know, uh, you look at some of the West Coast guys that that really have made it big, and they're very good at it. Okay, because of their they're fishing those those clear lakes, you know, sixty feet down for those those largemouths, you know, and we can go in and we can mold that to what we need to do here to the kayak angler. Now, with that being said, let's look at the 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 gear needed to drop shot. Okay, there there's several different thoughts behind this <clears throat> and and I truly believe that drop shotting can be done in two main ways there's a finesse slow very delicate presentation or there is the the freak nasty presentation, as I like to call it, and and for those that that have heard me say freak nasty, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking power fishing, okay? Instead of going from a feeding strike, actually have the fish hit it because it's reaction strike, and the way you do that is with your with your gear, all right. So let's look at something real fast. Okay, let's look at the tackle that is needed to drop shot. All right. We'll start with the finesse one because that's the main one, and that's the one that, that you can really use any time of the year. Um, and it's the one that I use 90, I'm going to say 80% of the time. Okay. Now, what you're going to need for that is is a decent rod. Okay. Bull Bay makes amazing four real light seven foot all right rod for this. And with Bull Bay you could take one of the offshore rods and you know you still have the same sensitivity and the same feel as a uh <laughs> as uh, any of the other rods out there, but that's besides the point. But we've got you know a seven foot, I think it's a six to six to ten uh, 6 to 15, a spinning rod. At least 7 foot, 7 two to 7 six is even better. Okay, the reason you want that is you're going to make long casts, depending on, on your situation. Nice long cast. Having that 7 to 2 is actually the, the rod I use. Having a 7 to 2, I could be extremely accurate with it. I could, you know, put it underneath the dock. I could send it a mile if I wanted to. Okay, and it allows me to, to work the bait with a real light tip, and that's the key, okay, most people buy drop shot specific rods, and I don't know about y'all, but I have the money to be spending, or the, the space to be holding 15 rods, Grant, I'd love to, but I can't, okay, so I'm going to have my, I'm going to have this rod, I need to have a real light tip to it, a real flexible tip, at least six inches of that tip needs to be loose, as I call it, okay, and then a nice, real medium, gradual, uh, um, action or, or power 
best way to put it, okay? But me having that, when I cast that thing out, I start working it. When I feel that first bite, and I set the hook, I need something with some give, okay? So the fish can come up and, and shake. I need something that's got some power behind it to get them out of the situation I have them in, to get them in the boat. And I need something with a little bit of a little something, something. You know what I mean? A little, little bit of that, that, that give. So when he does jump, when he does run to, runs toward the boat, I have some, some, some leeway, okay? Because maybe I'm in a, in a paddle. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm making a stroke with the paddle to get out from underneath the tree or whatever. He starts to run. I've got a little bit of leeway to keep that line taut and that rod. Okay, I feel, oh, I can grab it and reel. It gives me that extra split second to make that move. Okay. So, we're, you know, th- these are all things that, you know, are, are, are key in a rod. And especially with the drop shot, to him, that, that, that real sensitive tip really is the key. Now, let's talk about the reel. Because we, we are using spinning gear. At 3,000 reel, perfect. 2,500, perfect. Okay, these are all rods that, that are, or reels, excuse me, um, that, that fit the mold. Good line capacity. You know, uh, a solid, solid, smooth, and we're talking smooth, drag is very key. This is where you can spend it on a CI4. This is where you can spend it on a on a really <coughs> high-end reel because you're going to need it because of the line you're going to use. Okay. I am a huge fan of fluorocarbon for fluorocarbon, the whole reel, okay, the whole, the, the whole line setup. For drop shotting, and you go on. Why? The reason I, I I really like using the fluorocarbon, okay, is that I can literally go in. Oh, ooh, it's chafed, and instead of you know cutting and having to retie a a whole new line to line connection, all I've got to do is tie you know bring the hook to where I want it, Palomar, slide it down, you know. Peg the weight, put the bait on, and I'm thrown again. Um, you know, some guys don't believe in that. Um, and that's the way I was. And if you would have talked to me about this three weeks ago, that's how I did it. And I, I'm, I know I'm switching up on y'all. I know I'm losing y'all. Stick with me, y'all. Stick with me. Okay. Fluorocarbon is great. If I'm using super light line, six-pound line, really hard conditions, i.e. clear water, I go full floral. Because I can actually see the bait 80% of the time and 75% of the time. I can see where the bait is. I can see the the shadows. I can see myself working it in clear water usually, okay? Now, what I do, this is what I do now, is I use 10-pound braid. Okay, I use 2,500 reel, 10-pound braid. It goes down, all right, to a very, very, very small swivel. Um, I was lucky enough to find these swivels at, uh, they were they were bulk at a local tackle shop. No numbers, no names, no nothing. And these things are tiny. Okay, they are so small. I mean, they're just a little itty-bitty. And I tested their, their breaking strength. Uh, I was able to stick some 80-pound braid through the hole, tied a couple of cinch knots, and tested the breaking strength. And they broke usually 
after a, uh, a good, I mean, and, I, and I'm a pretty big dude. Those that haven't met me, <clears throat> those that know me from the boondoggle and everything else, I'm, I'm a pretty deep, you know, big dude. And for me to you know, have to really work at it to straighten it out, very sufficient for bass fishing. Okay. So, I got this little swivel tied on. Now, I pre-make 10 drop shot rigs. And I do five. All right, I do. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Tommy? Sorry, buddy. I usually uh, I usually do about five basic ones, 14 to 16 inch drop, okay? And then I do five more where I'll make it you know, take, you know, six, seven feet long on the drop. And I'll put them in little individual baggies with a very small loop at the end. Big enough that I can put the hook through. It doesn't really, you can't really see it very well. Okay. Now, by me doing this, I just made a quick rig. Boom, I break one off. Okay. Boom, it's chafed. All I do, I don't even try to untie it. I just pick up my scissors, cut it right, right the that that loop. Boop. Grab another one, pull it out of the bag, and keep it in my back pocket. If I'm on a bass boat, if I'm in a kayak, I keep it in my PFD. Pull out the bag I need, grab that tag, pull it. Everything comes unraveled. Through the end, pull it out, bring the tag end through, bring the hook through the loop, and it's just big enough to fit that hook. Remember, pull it out. Such a tight, pin my 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 uh, my weight, which is in my other pouch. Okay, pin that weight, grab my bait, hook it on there. Literally 45 seconds, and I'm back to fishing. Okay, because <clears throat> I do have everything organized, and organization is key to successful bass fishing in the tournament scene. And remember, folks, I am, you know, I, I do come from this from a tournament tournament side. Okay, and, and it's all things that once I be start thinking about tournament fishing, in a sense, how I can be better at tournament fishing has made me a better angler because I'm more conscious of my time. I'm more conscious of little things, you know, that that are making me a better angler. Anyway, so I've got this all set up. Now you're going. Why do you need at least a six, seven foot drop? The reason I do that is if, let's say I'm fishing a a bluff wall, okay, real sharp sides. I know it drops down 20 feet, and I've got my fish finder on the kayak, and I'm and I you know, I've gone over that spot before, and I notice those fish are suspended about 10 feet from the bottom, right? By using that long that long drop. I'm not, because I am fishing in 25, 30 feet of water. I don't need, I don't need to, you know, be <clears throat> to cast them. Um, but what I do do is I'll vertically fish for them. And that's when I use that, that long leader. Now, that's that not, not, not to be said. I use that long leader just in case I do run out. Okay. Um, 
and you know I'll clip that seven foot and I'll wrap it up and I'll stick it back in my in my bag in case I do run out. And it's right there. I just grab everything, retie, and I'm locked and load. I'm getting there, Tommy. Jeez. And I'm sorry, buddy. My my keyboard's screwed up, but I can't do anything right now. I'm waiting on my wife to get back with batteries. Um, but the you know having that as as a backup is always a great thing. And when we come right back, we are going to talk about how to create that drop shot rig. So this way the hook rides up, how to hook your baits, and how to set the hook. We'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Welcome to KayakFishingRadio.com. Submit your local fishing report to be aired on Kayak Fishing Radio and the Kayak Fishing Radio iPhone and Android app. Please follow these steps. Step 1. Create a Skype account. Step 2. Add Kayak Fishing Radio to your contacts on Skype. Step 3. Call Kayak Fishing Radio and you will hear a recorded greeting. Start recording after the tone. If you do not have a computer or access to one, you may call in via phone at 404-890-5232. That's 404-890-5232. Boondoggle? What the heck is a boondoggle? Is it a tournament? No, it's not a freaking tournament. A boondoggle's just an event where a bunch of kayak anglers come together for a weekend of fun and kayak fishing. We all get together and fish, check out industry-related products, have a big dinner, and swap a fishing story or two. What's that? Sounds like a useless waste of time? Yeah, it is. So what? So get your butt up off the couch and get to a boondoggle. Bring yourself. Bring your family. Heck, bring your hairy-ass brother-in-law. I don't care. Just get to a boondoggle. Check out yakangler.com slash boondoggle for more information. Alright, folks, and we're back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Now, let's talk about creating that drop shot rig. Okay, if you do use Bray and you use a Limeline connection, okay, um, what you're going to need to do, okay, is you're going to need at least 10 inches from where your knot is to where your hook's going to be. Okay, I do this, or I like to use that longer section <clears throat> because I don't want that knot, okay, to be um, viewable to that bass. When he starts zoning in on that, that bait, I don't need a little knot, a little fuzzy end or whatever in the way. Um, at least 10 inches. If I do a line and line, it's usually three, four feet long um, before he even gets the hook. This way, if I do lose it, I cut it, retie and go. 
which is what I was was doing. Um, but I was having issues with, you know, I can only do that once or twice before I've got to go back in and fix it. If I get snagged, it breaks. I just lost <clears throat> all that line. You know, I've actually had bass um, become disinterested because I had a knot, right, um, that had panfish and brim coming up and pecking at the knot. Okay, what it was doing is it was giving me a false sense of, 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 of a strike. It was a little tick, 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 tick. And I thought, ooh, there he is. And I you know, dropped the bait down, felt the tick, 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 tick. I set the hook, okay. Or they, they grab it and they run with it. And I see that, that line move and I set the hook. It was mostly what was happening. And then I realized when I got shallow, I was watching them. And these brim would come up and they'd hit that, that knot. Right, and I was going, "Oh crap, that's what it was." <laughs> so, you know, realizing that created that long leader. So this way, fish weren't confusing what I was using for, you know, with the bait. Um, and and I used a really long section to that swivel, and the swivel is perfect because it actually goes through my guides very, very easily. It's an inline swivel. Probably not what Bull Bay or, or, or Fuji would like to hear is a, is a metal guy going through their, their – or metal uh, uh, soil going through there. But it does work very, very well. Um, and, and I'm saying the swivel technique because it's something that I've used in the past few days. And I've actually been able to get out and go fish in the past few days. And I've actually had an opportunity to practice this one and use this technique – um, specifically right now, we've had a really cold front move in. The bass have really become lethargic. Um, and this is where that, this drop shot technique works so well because we have shad dying. We have brim dying because it was a, a, such a quick – literally, water temps went from like 69 to 55, okay, in a really shallow lake where it really doesn't happen all that often. And it was killing off a lot of the bait and was making it very difficult. The bass were just gorging on shad and everything else. And so let's look at how to how to rig this setup. Of course. So you've you've got your your fluorocarbon, right? You got to put the hook on there. Palomar knot, okay? We, we've preached it before in earlier low stream shows. The Palomar knot is the knot, okay? For 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 hooks, okay? It's simple, it's easy, it's fast. So you tie a Palomar, right? Okay, leaving a long tag end. Okay, because if you clip that tag end, now you just have a Carolina or a, a Texas rig, right? We don't want that. We want a drop shot rig. So leave the tag end long. Now, if your hook doesn't naturally ride up, and nine does out of ten, it doesn't. All you're going to do is take that tag end, bring it up, and back to the eye. Okay. Um, so how are you going to hold the hook? Is you know the, the J? If you're holding it in your left hand. Okay, the the hook. Okay, the hook point is facing the sky. Okay, the shank is below that. Okay, bring that tag end up, do the hook eye, and pull it tight. It's going to bring that hook. Okay, so it's facing up. <clears throat> okay, now I don't use any other weights besides the long cylindrical um, drop shot weights with the pinch on the end. Okay, I don't use egg weights. They snag way too easily. I don't use rocks. Okay, uh, a guy tried to get me to use these rock baits, where it's actually a rock with a swivel on the end. Um, and those were snagging. 
Those were annoying. Those were breaking, okay, because basically the guy took a rock, drilled a hole, epoxied a swivel in there, okay. Sometimes the swivel didn't spin because he put too much epoxy inside and it got inside there. It was just a pain in the butt, okay. The, the, the ones that you can get, all right, um, are, are absolutely perfect. Those little, the cylindrical ones. I go all the way down to eight ounce, only up to three quarters of an ounce, and that's that's for the next part here. Okay, and what I do, all right, and I've got those different lengths. Is you just pinch it on there, and then it's something I, I learned through 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 time and through uh, uh, YouTube is um, do a couple of of half hitches and an overhand knot to lock in that weight. Um, I've had it happen to me several times where I had a fish. It was actually at a tournament I was at. I was drop shotting. Hooked up on this bass. He came in. He was he was a he was a real long skinny bass. I think he only weighed in like four pounds, but he was like twenty four to twenty three inches. Okay, but real skinny, real emaciated. It was just the right length to where his tail would come up and smack that weight when he jumped. And I watched him do it the first time out deep. I dropped him down. You know, got him close to the boat, and I lifted the rod tip, and he came up again, and he smacked that weight one more time with his tail, and dislodged from the line, and came shooting by my ear <laughs> at Mach six. Um, not something you want to have happen. So if you just do a couple of hammer hands, locks that in, doesn't allow that to happen. Now, baits you want to use. Okay. I have used baits all the way from your your very, very basic worm, ribbon tail worms. Okay. Four inch ribbon tail worms. I have used baits that were specifically designed for a specific drop shot technique. Okay. I have even used, um, you know, uh, uh, skirts on, on on a hook with some super glue to hold on there. Using a skirt, I'll give it a, that 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 the jiggish look. I've used uh, a plastic helgramites. I've used, you name it, I've used it. And um, and actually, in just in recent time, I have found the Perfect drop shot bait. Finally, oh, it is coming to me. Um, and, and you know, I'm going to talk about this company a lot in the next few weeks, um, especially next week because we have the owner coming on as a special guest. Uh, and the baits I'm talking about are Power Team Lures. Um, they're a Virginia-based company. Okay, I have absolutely fallen in love with their baits. Okay, you match them up. With a you know, and I'm speaking specifically of the JP Hammer Shad, three point three point six and the four point eight. Okay, these two baits are both. They if you look at them and you put them in your hand, okay. The first thing that comes to mind for me is sucker goby, um, you know, small bottom dwelling fish that are in most lakes, most rivers. Okay, it's got a fat head, comes down, has a couple of joints in it. It's a soft plastic. It has these little bumps and ripples in it. And then a then like a um a, a, a fat tail. Not a paddle tail, it's just a fat lobe on the tail. Now, the great thing about this bait is that it flutters so well. It is so loose. What I mean by loose is it's it's a flexible plastic that is extremely extremely tough. It takes a beating, okay? It's great. It's absolutely awesome. Now, the cool thing about this bait 
is that because it is so flexible, the problem with most flexible baits is that you hold them in your hand and they kind of go you know, limp on you, which I don't like. I don't like a limp bait, nor do I like a bait that's so stiff that doesn't have any action to it. This has both, okay? It's got incredible action, okay? It's, it's got the limpness to it, but it's also got the stiffness that if I hold it in place, the bait in place, it doesn't all of a sudden start drooping or start doing its own thing. They're just kind of sit there and just kind of wiggle a bit. Absolutely awesome. I, I'm at, I've fallen in love with it. Okay. Excellent, excellent bait. All right. Now, this is, this is my new drop shot bait of choice. Okay. It comes in, I think, 13 different colors. And, then and I mean, shad to craw to you know, natural to, to the freak nasties and everything else along with it. Now, the great thing about PTL, Power Team Lures, is that they create a drop shot kit, okay? And this is the perfect kit for a beginner because it has the hooks that you need, okay? And this is the one time I kind of step away from Mustad, and that's the Eagle Claw drop shot hook. It's, an octop- it's, a, it's a wide gap octopus hook, basically is all it is, okay? But it's a very light wire. It has a nice eye to it. It's, it's actually a, a rather large eye. Okay, so you can do that Palomar and have room for your line to go through. Okay, it's extremely strong. It's really sharp. If it's not too sharp, if, 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 I, if I, I've had uh, Eagle Claws in the past that were just, weren't sharp or had a, a slight defect on the tip, hit it with the file a couple of times, and you're, you're rocking and rolling. So, what I do, okay, and it's a one-aught size. It's the perfect one-aught hook size, okay? Um, <laughs> the bait or the hook, okay, is the key to the system, okay? Because the hook, because of that eye, because of the shape of that hook, okay, will ride when the line is taut, not just in a perpendicular fashion to the line, but it rides slightly on a vertical plane, creating a, 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 a high angle. Okay? And you're going, why is that so important? The reason that's important is because when I take that bait, okay, and I pull it tight, it actually makes the bait look down. Okay? When that bait looks down, Okay, that is part of the, the the technique. All right, uh, of this 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 style. I I really like this setup. Okay, with this 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 drop shot setup, um, because that hammer shad because it has that funky look to it, and, I, and I'm telling you folks, go out. If, if you listen to the show via the podcast, when you get home, if you listen to this in the car, go to Power Team Lures, okay? Check them out. And you'll look at the Hammer Shad because it is such a cool-looking bait. Like I said, it's got two joints in it, okay? It, it's pretty stiff until it gets to the tail, then it becomes a little loose. Okay, if you hold it at the head, and I've got one in my hand right now. It's a 3.8, actually. If you hold it in your hand, and you just kind of just jiggle your hand a little bit, it's going to vibrate and twist, and that tail is going to move a little bit. Okay, it's going to really give it action. 
but the whole bait is, is, is flexing, okay? Just holding it in your hand, the tail will naturally move because it's got, you have your pulse, okay? And when you have a bait that, that, that works like this does and your basic pulse makes the bait flutter, yeah, you've got a, a, a really good drop shot bait, you know, and that, 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 that's versatile. Okay, it's a good plastic. Okay, so you have the bait in your, in your hand. How do you put the hook in there? There's two different ways of doing it. Um, one is my semi-weedless style. Okay, and I love doing it this way. The the reason is, is it is, quote-unquote, weedless. Um, and, and what I do is I take the hook in, in, in one hand, and I bring the eye of the hook to the point of the of of the the, the head, okay. So the the line and the and the hook point are touching the, the face of the bait. I bring it back so I can just you know barely see through there, okay. I then take the hook. I mark where the hook point or where the back end of the sh the, the shank of the hook hooks the bottom of the head. Put the hook point in there. Bring it up so it's almost through the top of the bait. Okay, and then I skin it right across the top, so it's just underneath the, the 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 coming out of the top of the bait. Okay, so when I'm done, that hook is 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 shallow. Okay, and what this does is it creates a, a weedless profile on that that bait, bringing that hook back a little bit farther. Okay, yeah, you lose a little bit of your your, your sense, but if I'm throwing in grass. Okay, where I'll be working this bait, and I'll kill it. When and killing it is basically you're you're sitting there, you're working the bait, or you hold it tight, and you just give it line, just dropping the rod tip. Whoop. What that does, it makes that bait go and drop down the grass. And I really like this for grass fishing because if if especially smallmouth, smallmouth are cruising the flats, they're cruising the grass lines. Okay, and I'll do this if I can spot them. If I can see you know smallmouth coming. I'll have it taught. I'll look, look, look. About two feet from, you know, three feet from where they, they're, they're at, I'll just kill it. And it's just like a bait going, swimming through the water, seeing, oh, there's a smallmouth now. And they'll dive in the grass. Okay? Yeah, I hope you like that, that voice, y'all. Hey, choom, in the grass. All right, but the bait's not heavy enough to go through the grass, so it just sits on top. Smallmouth coming, and it, it happens all the time. You'll watch it. The smallmouth will turn. They'll see, look at it. Once you see them turn and they start moving towards it, all you're going to do is just pop the rod tip. Boop. Okay, and that bait is going to go out of, the, out of the grass. You want that weight to come with it slightly so it pulls some of the grass with it. Makes it look like there's another smallmouth coming to eat that bait. Cause it's pulling to the grass. So there's a big grass clump, small grass clump, whatever you got, coming up behind this, 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 this drop shot. Okay, and the drop shot's going, me. the bait going wee with this clump coming after it. it looks like a small mouth or, or another predatory fish is coming up after it that small mouth because they are so aggressive it's going to go oh hell no to come in and absolutely smother that your bait okay I, i've seen it i i've i did it by accident one time saw a bass coming and he wasn't really interested he was about three feet from it and i killed it and he turned he turned and kind of stomped slid in and started moving towards it and I had a shadow come by, and I thought it was him, and I popped the rod tip really hard. And it made the whole bait go, and I watched this clump of grass come in behind it from the, from the weight. And I went, 
Ooh. Because I thought I was spooked the bass. But this smallmouth just came out of nowhere and blam! Absolutely hammered it. And it was absolutely awesome. I went, I went, you know, little ah moment. So I went ahead and I, you know, hit another hit, was hitting, another, you know, later on the same grass flat. Threw it down there and I watched another cruise and smallmouth come in. I'm like, ooh, let me try that. And I got, and I, you know, I was working, working, working. He was coming in about four feet from it. I killed it. He turned, looked at it, popped the rod tip. Same thing. Clump of grass behind that that bait as it went. Came out of there. That smallmouth came up. Ow! And he crushed it. The light came on, and I limited out that day. It was a tournament up in uh, New York, uh, up in uh, Chautauqua, and um, was absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Now, that's one way. Okay, of, of bringing that, and the great thing about that setup was it, the tail was it wasn't using a, I wasn't using a PTL at the time. I was using a uh, uh, a fluke, a little four inch fluke, and I love flukes, but they just have no action to them. Okay, most of your your basic flukes, you put them in your hand, they kind of go, you know, they're a statue. They might just kind of bend a little bit, but they're not really flexible. They don't have a lot of action to them. Now, how? Uh, power team and and how they 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 rig these up and this is how I've been rigging them up as well um, because I haven't been working them in grass or in heavy cover is you're gonna hold the the shad vertical okay the hammer shad you can take your hook point now on all the hammer shads you see where the it was cut from the mold okay the very tip take your hook point. Stick it inside that spot. Bring the hook point to where it comes out right in between the eyes of the hammer shad. You can see two eyes on it. So this way, when you hold the, the line tight, okay, it's actually on a on a fa uh, fa floor-facing setup. Okay, so it's looking at the floor. Okay, because in the water, if it's slightly slack, it's going to be parallel to the bottom, okay, it is an absolutely killer setup, okay, the hook point's exposed, the moment they suck it in, okay, the moment you feel that thunk, and for those that don't know, that is the, hitting the back of their throat, okay, so once you feel that thunk, you have them, basically, now, what I do, okay, so I have that rigged, I have my weight, okay, I go in, sorry folks, my wife just came back in the house and she turned on the TV and there's a, a guy feeding a deer from his mouth inside of, this, inside of his house, house. kind of funny looking, anyway, I got it all set up, I make my cast, now when do I use this technique, I use drop shotting all the time. It's one of the, the setups that I will hide <laughs> during the launch of a, of a tournament so people don't know what I'm using um, because I am, it is one of those things that I am extremely effective at using. It's one of my confident techniques. Okay, I have, I have several confidence techniques depending on where I'm at in the country. 
But I have three main ones that I use, no matter where in the country, that I know I will always catch bass. Okay? It doesn't matter where I'm at. I use these techniques no matter what. One is a lipless crank. Okay? I am a lipless crank throwing freak of nature. Okay? I will throw a lipless crank before I will throw any other bait. Okay. <clears throat> my next one that I am in my confidence setups, okay, and it, it has evolved in the past year and a half, is a Tommy head jig. I have a Tommy head, and notice I didn't say a shaky head. Notice I didn't say a jig. I notice I didn't say swim bait. I said a Tommy head jig. Okay. Reason for that. Because a Tommy head jig, I can throw a thousand ways from basic shaky head to a shaky head with a skirt to a jig to a pig and jig to a pig and trailer to a fluke to a swim bait okay, to putting it as my drop shot weight on the bottom. Tommy head jigs are that good. Okay. That I can go in any climb or any place. Tommy head jigs are the Marine Corps jigs. Okay. You know, from the halls of Montezuma to the bass of Tripoli. You know, ripping lips left and right. You know, from Galveston to Galilee. I mean, just absolutely just the quintessential bait that I have always has tied on. I have one rod that never gets Tommy head jig removed because it is so good. And for those that were in the boon, I went to the Boondoggle the, uh, two weeks ago, and had the ability to to meet Tommy and, and fish with his jigs. Literally, for those that were not believers, I have had more people come and send me emails. Folks, please send me an email, landingcrew at yahoo dot com. Please feel free. I have had more people sending me emails going, "I'm sorry, I didn't believe." you about Tommy heads met Tommy at the boondoggle got a pack fished them now I can't stop using them because they are that effective folks I don't I don't steer you wrong and, and I'm not steering you wrong on these PTLs power team lures power team lures.com check them out I am telling you these baits are that good okay and we're going to have the privilege of having Bob Bernatsky on next week's show, okay, to talk about his baits, talk about how to rig them, talk about everything along with that, okay, because these baits are that damn good. Please, please, please go to Power Team Lewis and check them out, okay. I'm not on their pro staff. I'm not any of that. This is just a bait company that, you know, I've, I've, you know, had kind of fallen in my lap. I'd like to thank Wayne Mills, Deckgate. For those that don't know him, you know, one heck of a great angler. Really good guy. You know, way to go, Chief. You know, shipmate. Wayne is awesome. Okay. Wayne told me at the beginning of the summer about Power Team Lures, and I actually pushed him to a side. I mean, I've seen thousand lures. Folks, you have no idea how many lures I've go through in a year. 
okay, different plastics and types and companies, blah, 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 okay? It drives me insane. So I'm using these, all these lures, and they just are not that great. But the great thing about them is that every so often, I am pleasantly surprised, okay? Um, Tommy had jigs, pleasantly surprised. Granted, I... Uh, uh, you know, I found out about it a little late. Um, I didn't see any of the power team lures. Um, yeah, just too cool for school. Um, really, really, really well-made baits. And uh, Wayne told me a lot of the same about it three months ago, four months ago, about these baits. And again, I kind of, eh. And uh, I'm sorry, Wayne, for doing that. Um, but it's... Um, Come around to it that uh, at the TKA tournament, um, I had an opportunity of, of getting a pack uh, from uh, Power Team Lures. And it came with a hammer shad and came with two grubs. Okay, and they're grubs. I'm trying to find them. Okay, if you are a smallmouth angler, okay, <coughs> if you're a bass angler that loves to throw curly tail grubs, You need to check these out, man. The, these these grubs are crazy good. Okay, and I've, I've got one here that's actually in two pieces because that's what happened in the boondoggle. My last day of fishing, I was throwing it, and it uh, <laughs> got eaten up pretty bad. Um, oh, God, the scent. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but the grub, it's got a nice, nice fat head on it, okay, which I really like. I like. I don't like a grub that comes down to a point because if you are off, because the, those, that point turns the aerodynamics off of the bait, make it roll or, or make it not run the way I want it to run. It's got a nice fat head, and I know exactly where the middle is because I can see where it was cut from the um, – from the uh, – uh, uh, from when it was molded, Okay. You know, so I can drop my my Tommy head in there and run it right. Um, the tail, okay. Now, with with most baits, you see, you know, bubbles or stuff like that. This one actually has these little blocking edges on it, okay, which is really interesting. Um, you know, because they they're interchangeable, okay, from from one side to the other. And they're not stacked next to each other. They're actually staggered, okay? And what I found was th was literally this bait, this grub, when, when reeled in, that tail kicks off so much water that I was actually watching a little – the bubbles come up when I was screaming underneath the surface, about three inches off the surface, that the, the tail was leaving a bubble trail, okay, uh, You know that where the water will bubble up is what I'm talking about, from this tail, and I'm going, huh, that's pretty neat. Now, it does very, very well in current, okay? Um, so for you, for you smallmouth guys, for you largemouth guys that like to fish rivers, okay, this tail works very well in current, catches the current and really, really moves very, very well. Um, you know, it creates a great um, pressure wave because of the ridges in the body. 
Okay, great. It sends off a lot of that, that vibration. Plus, it's a fat body, too. Okay, compared to most of the grubs where it's this, you know, one size, it's, a, uh, it's got a fat body. You can stick a, a, a glass uh, a rattle in there and just make this bait absolutely kick ass. Um, so, enough about them. Let's talk about how to fish that shaky head. Okay, so I've got the PTL. <laughs> I said I forget about them. Oh, what's going on, Kayak Mel? Y'all, this dude is <laughs> crazy. Kayak Mel... Uh, was that the Boondoggle? Great to meet you, buddy. Um, dude, <laughs> you're you're a riot, man. Um, and hopefully we'll see you at the the one in um, uh, Georgia if you can make it down. If not, we understand. We understand there will be one in uh, uh, in, in October as well. But so I got the bait ready to get everything. Now, where do I throw a, a drop shot? Okay, I don't throw. I, I throw a drop shot everywhere. Okay, uh, lily pads, drop shot. Um, you know, docks, drop shot. Uh, bedding bass, drop shot. Okay, deep water, haha, <laughs> drop shot. Um, you know, they are. A drop shot is that good. Okay. And like I said, you know, I, I Tommy Head Jigs are my number two. Always tied on, always use baits. Alright. The other one is a drop shot. Twenty four seven, three sixty five bait. So, how do you work it? So let's say I put it next to a log, right? Alright. What I do is as soon as it hits the water. I cut, bring the line tight. I use my, I reel down. I bring my rod tip up. I excite that, that that soft tip. I just kind of get that tip just to load up, just ever so slightly. Now, what I'll do when I first start it off, it's a very subtle presentation. That's just basically taking my hand and just giving it a shake. Okay, I'm not shaking, you know, back and forth. I just take my wrist and my hand and shaking it side to side, okay? Like like if you, you have the shakes, right? How you sit there and your hand will shake back and forth, and that's all, all I'll do because all you're doing is when you're doing that, that line's bouncing off that rod tip, and that rod tip's moving that line a little bit, and it's, creating, it's giving that, that – it's actually making the bait vibrate. Okay, by doing that, it just makes the bait vibrate. Okay, and what this is, is the, the, the depth quiver of most bait fish. Quivers, 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 quivers. I'll do that for about 10 seconds, 5 to 10 seconds. And I'll stop, and I'll start it up again, and then I'll kill it. About 3 seconds into it, just give it line. And I'll, and I'll give it a, about a one and a half, two second time of kill, when it's killed. And all I do... So just slowly raise the rod tip again. By slowly raising that rod tip back up, okay, okay, by bringing that rod tip back up, you'll feel, if you feel it heavy, that's the bass. If not, just keep raising it till the line comes tight, when you feel that weight again, 
give it a shake for about two seconds. Then what I do is I'll scrub the rock tip slightly, and literally this is not not a, a huge you know snap. It's just literally taking my rest and just boop, just giving it a little hop, just hopping that weight six inches. One turn of the, of the reel, or quarter turn, that's all you're going to need, really, it's as far as you moved it. Start all over again. Kill it. Bring it back up. Nothing. Line tight. Shake it. Pop it. Line tight. Start the shake again. And I'll do that first, first, you know, as I'm bringing it back in. Second cast. I always put at least three casts, okay, on a spot. Second cast, I drop it in there. Now I become more aggressive. Now the key here, okay, is I'm not going to vibrate it. I'm going to start vibrating, and I'm going to start creating a little bit of a of a snap in that line. I'm not moving the, the weight, okay. I'm not snapping the line so so I feel the weight move, okay. Is I'm killing it and just giving a little snap, okay, right before I I know where that that tension is. Okay, and I'll, and I'll tap, 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 kill, tap, 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 vibrate, 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 tap, tap, tap. And I'm really making that bait jitter across. 20 seconds, if I don't have a bite, hop it and work it. Okay, and I'll do that. Now, the last one that I'll do, okay, is I'll go in, I'll make my cast. The moment it hits the water, I stroke it. Follow that, let that weight bring it back down, weight hits bottom, come tight, stroke it again. Okay, so slightly drop, and pulled, drop down, pulled. Okay, really, it doesn't give them a chance to see it. All I know is, oh, there's a bait, and it's fluttering in the air. Okay, as it goes down, it kicks and jigs, boom, every time, every time, if they're there. Okay, absolutely stellar techniques. The great thing about drop shots, folks, is they are so versatile. Okay. They are versatile. Now, let's say you cast it out, you vibrate, and you killed it, you just bring it up, and you feel weight. What I always do, the more I feel weight, I'll drop back down about an inch or two inches, giving them a little bit more line because I can still feel them through the, through the rod. Now I know he's there. Now I ah, I give him a little bit of, of leeway. You feel conk, 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 or you watch the line move. Okay, once I see that line move, all I'll do is I'm envisioning the, ba the bass has it in his mouth. I came tight. He felt the, that he's going to slightly open his mouth. I gave him those inches to close his mouth again. Now all I do is I reel and lift with the rod, okay, at the same time. Because all I'm doing is, is that slow progression, because it's already in his mouth, it's going to bring that, that, that hook point, because it is riding up across the top of his head. The moment it comes tight, the moment I feel him, and I feel him start to go, ah, I'm hooked, and he starts to take off, that's when I'll go, boom, and I'll just give him a little, a little six-inch snap. Make sure I get that sucker in there good. Once it's in there, I fight my fish. The biggest thing most people do is they feel that dunk, 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 or they feel weight, and they go and, you know, 
They do one of the uh, one of these hook sets, okay? And that's the wrong thing you want to do. It'll yank, yank it out of his head every time. All you do is you reel and lift. Once you feel him on there, hammer him. Simple as that. Simple as that. Okay. Check your line after every bass. Check your line if you haven't had a bass every 10 minutes of casting and retrieving. You're going to run over stuff. Feel for those frays in your line. Okay? Don't want to lose it. Got to make sure you don't have any frays. All right, folks, coming up next week, Power Team Lures is going to be here. That's right, Bob Berninski, owner, creator of, P- of PTL Lures, Power Team Lures, is going to be on here. Bob is currently – and give him some love if you're in New Jersey, folks. Excuse me. All right, give Bob – give PTL some love. If you're listening and you're in New Jersey and you're near Cape May – <clears throat> okay. And I've just lost my page. <laughs> oh, man. I just had it pulled up and I've lost it. No. Come back to me. <laughs> there it is. Oh, man. <laughs> Check out PTL. Okay. It's going to be at the Jersey Coast Kayak Fishing Center, I believe. Hang on, let me make sure one more time. Let me let me take this back here. All right, I just found it. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh. For everyone who's ever used Yahoo, yell at them for changing up their dang things. I keep on <laughs> deleting uh, posts by accident. So if if you work for Yahoo and you're listening to my show, y'all suck, okay? Because <laughs> like they put a new uh, delete thing right in the post section, drives me up the wall. You suck, Yahoo. Um, but it's the uh, um, Jersey Cape kayak fishing. Clubs, okay. Um, Heroes on the Water, Jamboree, okay. Great time. It's this coming weekend, 25th through the 27th. Um, you know, it's not really a tournament. It's more of a Calcutta-based um, setup. Um, you know... Looks like a lot of fun. They've got striper, weak fish, blue fish, tog, and red fish are the different things. And um, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people. So definitely check them out. Okay, go down there, find the the, the Power Team Lures folks, Bob. They're going to have their awesome wrap truck there. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, let them know that you heard this here, Mark. You know, on the Low Sodium Show, talking about those baits. Check out those hammer shads. Okay, the JP's Hammer Shad 3.8 and 4.6. Let me just make sure I'm not getting that screwed up. Okay, because I am not a numbers person. Hang on one second. 
it's pretty bad when I've got a tab already created with these guys. And one thing I'm going to say about them is that they get your stuff out quick. Okay, I was getting it backwards. It's 3.6 and the 4.8. Okay, JP Hammershads. Okay. They're relatively inexpensive. You know, five, uh, six bucks. Okay. Um, you know, six bucks for 12. And I'm telling you right now, 12 will last you a while. 12 will last you for a good long while. Okay. So definitely, pick up a bag. Check them out on Facebook. Like their page. Okay. Because we've always got deals of the day, 15, 20% off, you know, closeouts of colors or, or stuff like that. Just definitely give them some love. Let them know that the Low Sodium Show sent you. And again, I am not sponsored by them. Again, this is just because they are that good. And let me say something, one quick thing about their, they have a scent. Okay, it's amino acid, anise, and garlic based. Okay. If you enjoy shrimp scampi, if you enjoy uh, uh, clams with a white wine linguine thing going on, heavy garlic, you'll love their scent. I mean, it is it is garlicky, boy. Um, it is it is just crazy garlic, but it has the amino acids in it. For the shad, for the bluegill, for all those those uh, uh, prey items, okay, having those amino acids is key to being effective. And the garlic is just added something something. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? A little something something something. Oh yeah. <laughs> so definitely worth having. Definitely check them out. And uh, thanks, Tommy, for putting their link in the chat room. All right, folks, with that being said, I'm going to call it a night. Okay, I've, I've rambled on enough. Tune in next week for some good old times. We're going to have Bob Berninski on. He's going to be great. I'm so excited. Um, the guy just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. <laughs> I was actually on the phone with him yesterday. Um, and it was uh, He's very soft-spoken from what I can tell. Um, so, should be a great show. More of me talking, more of them listening. Uh, <laughs> but, I cannot do this without y'all, the listener. Okay? I apologize for not being on here uh, the past few weeks, but uh, due to technical difficulties, uh, going down to the boondoggle, coming back from the boondoggle, and everything else. <sighs> it's been in the past. I'm here now. So, love me. I love y'all. I couldn't be doing this for almost three and a half years now um, without you, the listener. <laughs> okay. Um, so, again, I cannot thank y'all enough. I cannot thank y'all enough. Okay. Um, and I cannot thank my spo- personal sponsors. Okay. Personal sponsors are Jackson Kayak. Folks. Just sit in one. Just just paddle one. Paddle a Jackson boat. You'll see why. 
Tommy head jigs. For those that have, that don't know, Tommy head jigs. Yeah. Now, another great company, Unfair Lures. I haven't mentioned them tonight. For those out there, definitely check them out. Definitely check them out. Okay, Unfair Lures, man. Too hot to trot, man. I'm telling you. Now, Orca Coolers. Give them some love. I'm talking the best coolers. I literally put a block of ice inside of an Orca Cooler on the way down to the Boondoggle. And this was Wednesday for the Boondoggle. When we finally got home Thursday morning, the next following week, that block of ice was still there. Everything in the cooler was cold. Everything in the cooler was... Some of it was frozen. Okay, and that block of ice was still there. This was a 12 by 12 block of ice. I mean, it wasn't small, but it wasn't massive either. Definitely check them out. Orca coolers. With that being said, I think I covered everyone. If I missed you, I do apologize. Being said, folks, just like every week... Take kid fishing. Always wear your PFD. Doing you no good if you're, if you're not using it or not wearing it. And always remember to get your fish on, man. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. Catch you tomorrow night with Chip Gibson. Same place, same time. Have a great weekend. Good night, everybody. <laughs>